With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Conquest Chronicles. This is Matt here along with Dina, and we're here live at the Courtyard Marriott in El Segundo. Dina, how are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. I went to my first USC baseball game. I never went to a game when I was at SC. I go to practices, and I I went to an alumni game, but never to an actual game. Been to like three baseball USC baseball games, and an interesting thing is they were all against UCLA, and every time they lost to UCLA. So <laughs> that's a sign that I got to stop knowing because. Uh, that can't happen anymore. But um, today, we, as mentioned, we went to the USC UCLA baseball game as we plugged on Twitter for for a month, and um, it was pretty interesting. Uh, it started off very well. Blake Sable had a had a first pitch home run to start the game, the to start things off with the game. Yeah, I'm glad I caught that on video. So I was just, I was just gonna record the first pitch just to. You know, put on Twitter, oh, first pitch, here we go. Yeah. And then it ends up being a home run, so I decided to start recording when I did. It was it was actually pretty it was actually pretty good and it was actually pretty amazing to get that uh they get that on camera. And USC baseball ended up retweeting it, which was yeah. which is pretty good. <laughs> uh but it started off very well. USC went up four to nothing in the um they went up four nothing in the I wanna say the first three innings. And then next thing you, and then next thing you know it, uh, just the wheels fell off. They didn't score again until the ninth. They, 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 the wheels ended up falling off. UCLA went on a seven nothing uh, run. They, they scored seven unanswered runs, and um, USC tried to late comeback. As you mentioned, Dina, they scored a run in the ninth inning, Mm -hmm. but. Couldn't get the uh, the final two to tie the game up, and USC ended up losing. USC ended up losing uh, seven to five um, in the first in the first game. Oklahoma State and Michigan played earlier, went into extra innings. Oklahoma State ended up winning three to two in the uh, first game of the doubleheader at Dodger Stadium. Overall. Very good. It was a good experience. Good. Um, it was a good game. I think it was sloppy on USC's part. Yeah, there it was. There were four errors that cost them uh, a lot of runs. There, the catcher was dropping balls. The pitcher, two pitchers, mishandled throws to first base. And then on the coaching side of it, I don't know why you would send two guys to try to steal second when we're up four to zero because uh, they both were thrown out so and one could have scored a run if you didn't uh go for a steal one yeah. ended up being a rb a, a, a double actually i think it was the next pitch it was a it was a double and that could have scored a run right there so um i don't know it, it's just that with dan hubs he's in year four of his contract i believe um at this rate, it, it you know going into conference play, you got to play Oklahoma State, Arizona State, a, uh, Arizona, UCLA again, Oregon State, Oregon, not, Oregon not State. State. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> uh, Oregon State. I mean, you you got to play these opponents who are quality opponents in the conference, and yet right now you're struggling. So yeah, it, it, it's like. He's, Dan Hubs is definitely in the hot seat if he wasn't already last year. Um, I mean, they haven't been to the tournament since 2015, which isn't too far back, but... When you're USC, yeah. you, that's kind of too far. When you're USC baseball, is too far. It, when you're a prestigious program like USC, and if you have talent that you bring in, you no. Know, 
2015 is kind of, it, it, again, just too far. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, we don't know if one song's going to even do anything anyway. So yeah. you might, Dan Hubs might not even be worried. It, it is Lynn Swan as it is. Indeed. He didn't let go uh, Clay Helton when Clay Helton needed to be let go. But USC's a young team still. I mean, if you want to give Dan Hubs any excuse, that's the major excuse you can give him. USC is still a young team, uh, still full of freshmen and sophomores. And, you know, but players got to step up if they want to get to where they want to get to. If they want to make the... If they want to make the NCAA tournament again, they players just got to step up. And today's game, that was no excuse. You're up against a top five team. You got a top five team up for nothing in the top in the first two innings, and you just shoot yourself in the foot. I mean, that's, I feel like that's USC athletics. The whole this whole year has been <clears throat> have a lead and shoot yourself in the foot and squander those leads away. It happened with football. It happens with basketball. Mm-hmm. Happens with baseball. I mean, next thing you know it, I feel like... Next thing you know it, our national championship, almost every year, water polo and swim team. Oh, my God. If that if, if they end up being bad, then something's wrong. Something's really <laughs> wrong. But um, overall, what did you think of the whole ex- experience of it, Nina? It was fun. I liked it. I think Dodger Stadium's really nice. Um... I was amazed by how big the parking lots were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's easy to navigate. It's not not too huge. Um, only thing is, they only had two snack bars open, one at one side and one on the other. So the lines were like hour rate waits, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I felt like I missed a whole inning just trying to get fries. I just wanted a cup of fries. And I didn't and I even go. Whole... You waited like 35 minutes, and then you were like, nah. <laughs> I wanted a cup of fries, and I couldn't even get a cup of fries. So that was a uh, that that was the highlight of that. Um, we had good seats too. We were like second row from the field. Oh yeah, and if you see and if you've seen our uh, if you've seen the the pictures on um, on our Twitter account, you'll see how close we were. It was really good, really good seats. Um, Funny that our Lyft driver wouldn't go in saying, saying, oh, I can't go in there. This as far as I can drop you guys off, leaving Dina and I to just go on that hike up that hill. I love that hike, though. Oh, excuse me. I need the I needed the exercise. <laughs> if you want, you can start at the bottom of the hill and then work all the way. Those it, it, it's, a, it's a tiring exercise. I'm surprised my hamstring and my quads kind of took it. <laughs> But, but yeah, my calf started to get sore at the end. But yeah, it builds calf muscles. I'll say that <laughs> much. It builds it. So if you go jump, your vertical will will expand. That's for sure. But oh no, like I said, it was a good experience. It was a, a I enjoyed it as usual. If you're a baseball fan, um, it, this was a this is something that I think every baseball fan should check out. While the Dodgers and the Angels are in at spring training in Arizona which everybody loves to go to Arizona. It's nothing wrong with paying you know, 12. people like to go to Arizona. It's too hot. It is. It's ugly. <laughs> they go to bars and stuff and they're running the players. But if you want to see baseball, this is actually good because it's $12. You get a great seat for $12. Yeah, um, it was cheaper than a... It was like... Uh, like those garlic fries were almost the same price as a ticket. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, if you don't want, I mean, you could bring, and we should have brought thought of that. But the bring your own food, they do allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. But it was a again. I liked how uh, I liked how it was. My only complaint was concessions and USC not having a pop up shop at least for them. Yeah, UCLA well, that, that was kind of weird. Yeah, usually UCLA had their little. Uh, what do you call those? Not awnings, but little tent shops yeah, or whatever. Little gift shop type thing. There was nothing for USC, which was odd. Yeah, and you you would think though they brought the band and the song girls. Yeah, but I'm sure you don't have to pick between the two. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. Because anywhere that the anywhere that the Trojan uh, the USC Trojan marching band go, the song girls are right yeah. there. So, but. 
I thought USC would have like at least a pop up shop or yeah, something. That's kind of Maybe. I wonder if it's because. Because I noticed the with the one for UCLA was a online shop that said like UCLA something dot com. Yeah. Like UCLA shop dot com or whatever the case was. USC. I mean USC. Book- USC's worth merchandise though. Like, I'll go on to like. Like a hat company that has all these college teams, and they don't have USC just because their rights, since it's a since it's a private school, their rights are super hard to get. Yeah, they they tend to be picky because it's the uh, college, it's the college licensing, um, yeah. the college licensing uh, so company. That most of these like if you go on, unless you're going to like Fanatics or the bookstore or there's another one that's through Fanatics like. USCshop.com. Yeah, the, the shop on the uh, USC athletic website. If you're trying to go to like New Era, I don't know if New Era has SD stuff on their site. 40, 47 I, brand doesn't have USC stuff. Top of the World, another sports company, apparel company doesn't have anything SC. New Era, they make the USC hats, but I don't know if they have it on uh, there. Yeah, I don't think they have it on there. I gotta next time I go to New Era, I'm gonna check actually. So that was annoying. Yeah. But I'm glad the bad band was there because that was something I was excited to hear. Oh yeah, and they were right behind us too. Yeah, they were literally right behind us. They were they were right behind us, and that it made me miss football season that yeah. much more. <laughs> but um, we actually afterwards we did go and get food. We went to Philippe's actually. Is it Philippe's or it's Felipe's? It's Philippe's. Philippe's. From what I was I was corrected. I was corrected. Um, it was Philippe's. And we went to Philippe's, and it was actually, it was better than advertised, I think. In my opinion, I, I think I don't it was, know about you, but my meat was so fatty. Really? Like, yeah. What'd you get? The, I just got the roast beef. I, don't really I, like I got it. the same thing. I didn't like it. I wouldn't go back. The potato salad wasn't, it was the sweet kind. I don't really like the sweet kind of potato oh. salad. So I should have got so like their chili looked good. I probably would like the chili, and I should have got dessert because that was really good too. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the the beef dip and the potato salad. I was, you know, I I was actually um, would have been good if my meat wasn't so fat. I'm picky with meat too. Oh like yeah. I cut off every ounce of fat on steak. I'm paranoid about chicken, so I'm very picky with meats. So I'm actually I was actually happy with what I. With what I got, so it was good to me. I think the it was bread good. was good, and the their mustard. I don't know if you would call that mustard. It was like this horseradishy. It sauce was good. It was that spicy. Burned the hell out of my nose, but it was so good because I like spicy stuff like that, like wasabi. I will say, if you, kind of stuff. I will say, if you get a cold, <laughs> yeah, that's that. It will actually open you up because you eat something I've never, spicy. I've never snorted cocaine, <laughs> but I took. A lot of that mustard, a bite of that mustard, like too much, and my nose was on fire. I felt like that's what it might feel like to spark cocaine. Oh my god! So, if any of you have ever done that, can you? Does it really feel like if you take a too much of wasabi? I'm not advocating for it. I'm not <laughs> advocating know. for that. <laughs> not advocating for that. So as we move into, um, I don't know where we, we, we drifted off with mustard and Philippe's and cocaine as we <laughs> brought that up, which speaking of food, before we move into spring football, um, Dina had a picture on Snapchat of corn and pizza or pizza, corn on pizza. It's a weird concept yeah. that I've heard that I've seen. What was that? One of those places. I don't know if you've ever been to Blaze or Pyology. I've been to Pyology, actually. Yeah, I went to a place just like that called Mod Pizza, where you just build your own. And they had corn. So I put corn on it, because I like corn. If you want to know what was... I So, okay, I went... This is totally off topic, but... I put corn, pepperoni... Greek olives, pineapple, and jalapenos, and gorgonzola cheese and mozzarella. See, like, the rest of that I saw, and I was like, okay, I can see. The corn was what threw me off. 
I mean, you can't really taste it, but I just figured why not. So do you like? So do you like? Do you put pineapple on pizza too? I do, but I don't like Hawaiian pizza because I don't like the Canadian bacon on there. Okay. See, I put pineapple on mine, but I like pineapple mixed with pepperoni and olives. That's a good mixture. Okay. Yeah. What I go for if I'm like at Papa John's or something. Yeah, I'll do that actually. But yeah, not Hawaiian pizza. That's gross. (laughs) Well, as we move in, as we talk about pizza and everything, but with spring football coming up, um, with spring spring football actually here, uh, not too much has really happened. I mean, other than it started off with it started off with um, Greg Johnson actually transferring or, or going into the transfer portal. Along with Bellis Jones. Now, with Bellis Jones, his reasoning, I believe, is more family-related or something, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. But Michael Pittman did a uh, did an interview, or, or he was doing an interview, and he said, "Don't count out." He said, "Don't count out Mike uh, uh, Bellis Jones returning." So the door's not shut there. That could be a possibility, though we haven't heard anything since. Um, Greg Johnson, on the other hand, he returned to practice on Thursday, last Thursday. He returned to practice on Thursday, and Helton gave an update on Saturday that he was actually back with the team. He was out of the transfer portal, and he's back with the team. So that gives them some depth at corner. Doesn't completely solve the depth at corner because um, right now, I believe the Trojans only have four scholarship cornerbacks right now. And Hafunga, uh, Talanoa Hafunga, and Isaiah Palomao, they're both still out recovering from injury stuff from last season. Um, but right now, the depth at defensive back and at wide receiver is not all quite there yet. It's not all quite there. It won't be until the uh, until the summer and the fall. Max Williams started getting some started uh, doing some reps. He had a big knee brace. The, oh, um, it, it's it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on him to see what he does. Also, uh, also uh, Solomon Solomon. To to poo excuse me. He um he's also been looking good. I, I believe uh Pelote Gayoteote, he was very excited, but um he's also been looking good and a lot of position changes too. There's been a lot of position changes. Um I, I believe they move Iosefo Iosefo uh, uh I'm butchering names tonight. Um, but they they moved quite a few guys to the inside. They moved uh, John Houston Jr. to the to the wheel. They moved um, Gail Teote to inside, which I think that was that was going to be a given that was going to happen. Um, they moved Kristen Rector to the Predator linebacker position, which was Porter Gustin's position. And at outside linebacker or at Sambacker, you have uh, Abdul Malik McLean. Uh, Hunter Eccles and um, and and Eric Winston also battling for that air, for that position at linebacker. So quite they've been making some shifts on defense uh, to try to to play to the strength. You know, to try to to play to some strengths. Uh, what do you think about this spring? Oh, and then every competition uh, there's competition. So every position is. Um, is open, but what do you think so far about the uh, uh, about from what you've been hearing with USC spring practice? I mean, it's this seemed like it's been very fundamental, which is good and very simple. Yeah, um, I've heard really good things. I've heard, you know, it's just down to like you said, the fundamentals and discipline, limiting penalties. Which you mean, there's nothing more simple than, you know, limiting, knowing how not to create a penalty and getting back to the fundamentals of tackling and, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
so so far I've heard you know and I've seen it's like a good vibe coming from practice it's not negative um I've heard a few good things about Keaton Slovis the true freshman quarterback out of Arizona who was coached by Kurt Warner at his high school so um I think I read that uh their first week of practice, he only threw one interception and pretty much made every throw um, besides that. So he's been having a good spring camp. Um, I've heard good things about all the QBs, QBs, but just because Slovis is a true freshman, that one stands out to me. Um, I've heard that the quarterbacks are doing well with Graham Harrell's new offense how it's simplified and not complicated, which, you know, was his, his whole, his main thing going into this new coaching job was he wanted to simplify it down for, for the quarterbacks, um, simplify the offense down. So all in all, I've heard really good things. I haven't really heard anything negative out of spring camp. Um, I mean, I think, I think in all honesty, how the way spring camp's been going is especially with the quarterback position because everyone because it's an open competition. But from what I've been reading, from what I've been seeing after the first week, um, I don't think it's going to be JT Daniels. It's going to be JT Daniels job to lose right now. And I know that don't make a lot of people happy, but maybe it's something that he needs. Maybe it's something that he needs. It could change. Again, they're not going to announce who's a starter or anything. They're going to do depth charts, uh, I believe. Hilton's going to do depth charts every Friday, every week. Um, right now, just <clears throat> just how everything is, just practice seems like it's more lively, I guess, or there's more competition. It's more up-tempo. It's more game-like. And that's what was the issue was that USC was not preparing for games, because you you remember Dina, we would be on a we would be on a podcast every every Sunday or every Tuesday, talking about what the heck is USC doing to prepare for this game, and we would, and and Dina and I would text each other and we'll go, why does it seem like they're not prepared for this game, and a lot of people will see it. And I think they're trying to dispel that. Now, it's not perfect, but I think the practice habits is what they're trying to change. Right. And, I mean, <clears throat> you have new coaches there, new voices, you know, it, it's new voices, it's open competition. It's stuff like that. So it feels like it's a breath of fresh air. And especially you got that from Graham Harrell when he was saying, we're going to make the offense simple. We're going to make everything simple. And from what I'm hearing, the offense is, mo- is looking amazing. The offense is looking very good. I mean, right now USC is trying to run the air raid with a four receiver set. Um, they're trying to run the air raid with a four receiver set, and so far it's been looking good because teams got to prepare to to cover Michael Pittman Jr. and Bellis Jones, or not Bellis Jones, but uh, Tyler Vons and Amon Ross St. Brown and. A name that I've heard that's been also been impressing is Devin Williams. I've heard Devin Williams been doing a lot of good things during. I mean, he um, was impressive those couple games he came in last year, though too. Um, yeah, he did. He was. The thing about just going back to JT Daniels, the thing that he has a leg up with Graham Harrell, not not just because he was a starter last year, but the air raid offense is more suitable for him than Jack Sears, uh, you know, just because of JT Daniels' arm. You know, he's more of a sit-back-in-the-pocket, at least in college now, he's a sit-back-in-the-pocket-and-throw type of guy, whereas Sears is more of an RPO-type quarterback. Um, so that's another thing JT Daniels has going for his advantage. Yeah, his advantage. I think Fears and Sears and Fink are more of the RPO type of guys. Sears is more of like Darnold. Right. I, and I know people I know people are like, what kind of comparison? But look at the Arizona State game. Sears is more how can I put this? Sears is more like Darnold. His his style, excuse me. 
that there we go. His style is more like Sam Darnold. It replicates Sam Darnold, but the thing is, Darnold, I think, when it comes to making plays on the fly, was a lot better. Right. And you knew it. Even the Utah game, his first start, you knew it. You knew Darnold was like was the better quarterback. With Sears, he's just he's efficient. He's at he he'll, he's athletic. He's not afraid to run, but he he fits he fit that offense better than JT Daniels. If that makes sense, JT Daniels is more of an air raid type of quarterback because that modern day that's really what they ran was an air raid style offense. Um, and I, I really, I really, really want to see what Sears would, could do in a couple games. You know, um, you know. On one hand, I really want JT to succeed and get out of that freshman funk he was in, right? You know, and be the five-star, you know, quarterback everyone thought he would be. But on the other hand, I really kind of would like to see Sears you know, take the reins and see what he could do, but. And I felt last year that should have been it. Given the J- the struggles that JT Daniels had. And at that point, JT Daniels was like, at that point, JT Daniels was in over his head. But I honestly. Right. There was a couple. Yeah, there was a couple points where they should have pulled him <clears throat> during I, games for Sears, but. Probably the Utah game. After Daniel the Utah game, the UCLA touchdown. game. Yeah. The UCLA game, though, it didn't start unraveling until he threw that arm punt to nobody. The UCLA game, I think, that was such an up-and-down game because you thought he it would be okay, and then the offense stalled, and then just JT Daniels just threw that arm punt that Lord knows who. Yeah. Probably saw the ghost of Dwayne Jarrett. <laughs> I know Dwayne Jarrett's alive, but probably saw, like, I don't know, saw somebody there. I'm trying to figure out who. The Notre Dame game, I felt probably that should have been the game Sears should have started. But I get why you stick with him because that probably would have been the equivalent to, I, I guess you could say it would have been the equivalent to, Benching Matt Barkley for Mitch Mustaine. Yeah, but it was the last game of the season. We weren't going to a bowl any. Or no, we. I think that we had a chance. Determined it. Yeah. If if they would have won, then they would have been bowl eligible, and they would have went to like some bowl game. Which, by the way, did you hear that? Um, after next season, they're changing the bowl. The the bowls are changing actually. No, I didn't hear that. What? So what are they doing? So, um, they're changing the bowl alliances. The Las Vegas Bowl is going to be a Big Ten SEC. Really? Yeah, Big Ten. the Big Ten or the SEC will face the Pac-12 in the Las Vegas Bowl at the new Las Vegas Stadium. Los Angeles will be getting a bowl game between the Mountain West and the Pac-12 at the new Inglewood Stadium. So, Los in Angeles... <laughs> The marketing and the merchandise you could sell for that game is through the roof. Yep. Yeah, because if it's Mountain West, because it's Mountain West and uh and Pac twelve, it might as well. You might as well do it that way. Who knows what? I don't know. In and Out Bowl, maybe the the Tommy Bowl, Ray Ban Bowl, Ray Ban Bowl. It's a lot of money there. Um, who and then what else? Uh, it, it's just they're they're changing a lot. The ACC is is going to be the ACC against the Pac-12 in the um Holiday Bowl. Though I think the Holiday Bowl may not last. It, it's going to depend on if they can move that game to downtown San Diego and play it at a uh, Petco Park. If they can't play that game at Petco Park, they might do away with the Holiday Bowl. Unfortunately. Hmm. Those everyone there. Uh, there are some people who enjoy going to the Holiday Bowl. I don't enjoy it. it. It's 
it's at a time where it's too cold. Uh, it, it, it's too cold there. Um, and just, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. And the stadium is super old. Yeah. I didn't like it. Then again, we lost that game, too, because they were playing Wisconsin. But if you were to tell me USC would go to the Rose Bowl the next year, then I probably would have been okay with it. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, that's a, those are the changes being made. And you knew the Vegas Bowl was going to end up being a bigger bowl game because of where it was. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that I, I, I think the fact that L.A. is finally getting a bowl game is good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll have trouble selling tickets. No, but the college football playoff is coming to L.A. soon, too. Yeah, that's and, and true. That is, that is coming soon. Are you going to go? I mean, I know it's years down the road, but are you, like, regardless of the team, are you going to go? No. Tickets are way too expensive for that. <laughs> when Bama and Clemson played, they went down, and then they ended up going up, like, the day of the game. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't pay. If, if, if someone paid for my ticket, I'd go, but I wouldn't pay money to go see another team play. Oh, yeah, if someone paid for your ticket, then, yeah, you <laughs> definitely would have to go. I'd go if somebody paid for my ticket. That's for sure. But other than that, um, we'll go ahead. Let's get into some into some things. Seeing that we uh, explored L.A., we went to Philippe's. Um, Dina didn't think it was all that. No. Um, I saw you gave it a four out of ten. Actually. Yeah, I mean the beef. I had the beef. The the beef. What do you call it? Beef melt. The beef. Oh, the beef dip. Yeah, beef dip. Um, I don't know if it was just the cut of meat I got, but it was super fatty, super chewy. Um. And I hate when meat's fatty and chewy like that, so I didn't like it. And then the potato salad was sweet, and I like more mayonnaise potato salad. Like the, I think when it's sweet, you make it with salad dressing. Is that true? I think so. I, yeah, I don't I like so. that kind. I like the where you just make it with mayonnaise. So I wasn't a fan of that. Their pie looked good though. I should have got their pie. So would you say it goes on your overrated list? Or... For the sandwich, yes. I mean, their chili looked good. I love chili, and it's hard to fuck up chili. <laughs> so I'm sure that would have been good. Just yeah, just the the beef the beef dip overrated. Yeah, maybe not, it's something if we good. if we try something else, then maybe I think if you try, I, I didn't mind it actually. I'd go I, back and try something else. Yeah, I but... I'd definitely go back. Um, as far as as far as under, as far as overrated, to me, I think, I can't think of food places that's overrated. I know somebody's going to say Roscoe's, and I know Roscoe's is not overrated. Roscoe's is properly rated. You just King Taco is overrated. King Taco is the overrated. Only, the, only way, the only reason people are, got so much hype is because it's cheap. Yeah, King. You can go to a lot of food taco or a lot of taco trucks, and that's better than King Taco. In my honest, humble opinion, I went to King Taco once, and that was that. It's yeah, completely overrated to. to me. King Taco is completely overrated to me. Again, with the meat, I didn't like the meat. It was fatty, chewy. They messed up my order. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. Anywhere you go, they mess up in order than that to that. Um, underrated food place. I'd say one that's just about the hype, and I've only been there once, but I, I'd say it's as good as people say it is, is Earth Cafe. I've never been. 
It's really, I've been there once and I got a chicken pesto sandwich, I think, and it was really good. And I also got, I think I got a green tea, a green tea boba smoothie without the boba in it. And that was really good. So it's expensive. Have Have you been to um, the hat? I have not. And there's one about 30 minutes away from me where I have not been. The hat, from what I heard, from what I heard, or not from what I've heard, but I've had the hat before, and the hat's actually pretty good. Pastrami, I'm pick, I'm telling you, I'm picky with meats. If it's fatty, I'm not going to like it. If the pastrami's fatty, like, <laughs> I love lunch meat pastrami, but I like, I think it's in the red, like, the red packaging. I think it's Foster Farms. But they make good lunch meat pastrami, whoever that red, comes in that red little Tupperware thing. But, yeah, pastrami for me has to be not, I mean, any meat for me has to be not fatty. Um, Another place, I'm trying to think of another place. Actually, Tommy's, I can't believe I'm going to say Tommy's is very underrated because not a lot of people talk about Tommy's like that. I've never I, been there. There's not many. So there used to be a good amount, actually. There used to be a certain amount. There used to be one in Santa Monica. There's the one on P- on uh, Pico and Rampart. There's one. Oh, it's not Pico and Rampart, but it's on Rampart. It's one on Rampart. Another one in Long Beach. It's another one in Long Beach. What about... Beach. Um... And there's one by, by Six Flags. And then there's one by Six Flags and there's one in the Valley. What about um, Pink's? Overrated. Overrated. I've never had it, but my coworker loves it. But he doesn't even get the hot, like a standard hot dog. I think he gets like a some sort of chili burrito hot dog. Nah, thing. Pink's is it? Pink's is all right. Look, I'm and I'm and I'm gonna go into this because this is really it, this has really got to me. Pink's is, to me, very overrated. So my aunt, before she passed, my aunt brought Pink's to my house, actually. She brought it here one day. Tried it. I That was the last time I had Pink. No, I had it two other times, actually. Pink's, to me, is very overrated. Everyone is like, oh, Pink's, I gotta try Pink's. It's just another hot dog. It tastes like a regular old hot dog that you can make at home. <laughs> it it really does. And the thing is, the line wraps around the corner. I mean, to me, it's overrated. It's very overrated. It's as overrated as a Dodger dog. Dodger dogs are good, but it's overrated. It's not sixteen seventy five. It's not six seventy five. Yeah, Dodger dog. Know? A doggy dog should be three bucks max because it's there's nothing it doesn't come with it doesn't come with anything on it. You can go to Angel Stadium and get a hot dog for three bucks. If I'm paying six fifty for a hot dog, it better come with like a pickle and well, I like pickles and onions. All I know you can put all that stuff on yourself, but that's just a hassle. Just put it on there for me. It better be coming with. You know, a big, like, I don't know if you've ever had Costco hot dogs. Those are thick and and juicy and <laughs> long. They're so good. Yeah, you can go and get, like, you could get a better hot dog Honestly, anywhere Costco else. Costco hot dogs are the best hot dogs I've ever had. I'd agree. I would agree there. And for $1.50, you can get a hot dog and a drink. Oh, there's, there's multiple locations. Okay. So, I didn't know there was one in San Diego. So, here's where Tommy's is. There's three in Vegas. There's three in Las Vegas, which is obvious. There's three in Las Vegas. There's one in San Diego. There's one in Simi Valley. There's one in Riverside. There's one in Riverside? Mm-hmm. Huh. There's one in Riverside. There's one in Palmdale. There's one in North... Oh, okay, I know where that one in North Hollywood is. There's one in North Hills... One in Sim, I said Simi Valley. There's one in Valencia. The one by Six Flags is actually in Valencia. Uh, there's one in Van Nuys. It, 
and Van Nuys. Yeah, I know where that one is. That's off the freeway. There's one in Westminster. There's one in Ventura. So yeah, there's a lot. There's one in in uh, Monroe, Monrova. Yeah, there's a lot. There's one in Lake Forest. Yeah, there's a lot actually. You know what I've always wanted to try? What's a that? A good Philly cheesesteak because I've never really had one. There's one. Uh, there's one. Um, there's a good place in Northern California. But I want it to have like the cheese sauce because that looks so good to me. I don't want to just have like melted slices of cheese on there. You know what? Here's the thing. Is you have to go... To it, Philly? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or you have to find somebody, like an authentic Philly cheesesteak place that makes it that makes it like that. Now, I don't want you know? no like peppers on it because I don't like bell peppers. I know a lot of places out here when they say, oh, Philly cheesesteak. I don't know if that's a thing, though, in Philly. Do you put bell peppers on? I don't know. you normally no, put I, bell peppers on Philly cheesesteak? I don't know. I have, I don't really I have like a friend that. of mine. I have a friend of mine. She's been to Philly about maybe four or five times. I'll ask her because I know she had a Philly cheesesteak from there. Um, I mean, it's just like if you go to... Um, I can't think of it. There, it's it's like if you go to a, a, a certain place, like Detroit has is known for their for their Coney dogs. I know everyone's thinking about New York, but Detroit is known for the Coney dog. And there is a place in Hollywood owned by somebody in Detroit who who's from Detroit, though they closed it down. But um, you just have to go somewhere where I guess the person is from that city, from like yeah. Philly or something. Like there's a Hawaiian burger place, and the owner from Hawaii. And, uh, and it's in Santa Monica, and it's pretty Speaking good. of Hawaii, this is totally random, but you know what's actually bomb is Ono Hawaiian Barbecue. Have you ever been there? Yes, I have. It is good. Their macaroni salad is the best I've ever had in my life. Like, when I go, I just get double mac salad instead of the rice, because if you get, like, that combo, whatever plate, you get rice, mac, and then your meat. And I just get double max. It's so good. But anyway. Yeah. No, it it, it actually is not that bad. It, it, it actually isn't that bad at all. But all in all, now one more question I want to ask before we before we end it, because I know we were talking about away games too. If there's one away game. Like one USC away game that you could go to, what would it be? I wish I could have gone last year to the Texas game. That would have been a good one. Because I would say, excluding Notre Dame, because obviously everybody will say Notre Dame. Yeah. That's the obvious, because that's like the, the biggest dream thing. So outside of Notre Dame, like, if you could pick from any from the last few years. Definitely Texas, number one. Um, I'd like to go to... I've never been to Stanford. I'd like to go there. Stanford's not bad, actually. I think Washington would be fun. Just cause I, but that's because I love Seattle. I've never been, but it's... I like the look of it and the weather. Um, I, I liked it. You know what? Stanford is a, is actually a fun one. I think it's the better. It's the better of the weekenders of the Bay Area schools. In my yeah, honest, I want to go somewhere. If it's going to be an away game, I want to go to an opponent that has a rich football history and tradition, like. I don't want to go to Arizona. I don't want to go to Arizona State. I don't, you don't want, want to go to ASU. No. Oh, why not? There's <laughs> nothing about Arizona. The Arizona schools entices me at all. Yeah. Nothing about Arizona, despite is, 
That is a good you know, point. Besides, besides Flagstaff, that's the only town I'd like to go to. That's random. And that's only because it's in the forest and the snow's there. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But, yeah, like, I want to go to Texas. I want to go to Notre Dame. Washington, I would only, not because of their football tradition, but just because of this Seattle. That you can tailgate on a boat? <laughs> you can do that Tennessee, too. Do they? Yeah, because the stadium's right on the river. I never knew that. I that is it's difficult for me because I've done most of them actually. I did Stanford. I've done ASU. I just did Utah actually. Utah is a fun one actually. Utah is really fun. It's an it's if you really want to experience like the true college football experience and you don't want to go far. Oregon and Utah are exactly it. And Utah, because Utah people are very friendly at, um, when you go and tailgate with them. Like, they're very friendly people. Like, I've probably been welcomed to probably 10 tailgates and exchange <laughs> numbers with about maybe 10 people who's like, hey, if you come to town, hit me up, let's go do something. It's really cool. It's really nice. You got to go to Utah. You gotta go to Utah. Utah'd be alright. Utah's actually fun. It's fun. It's actually really fun. Um, Seattle, I agree with you on Seattle. I would love to do Seattle. And Texas would have been a fun one, too. Um, Stanford, I did. Stanford's not that bad. Just be prepared. Um... I'm going to just let you know, if you're going to park somewhere, remember where you park. Like, remember (laughs) how exactly you got there. Because um, at nighttime at Stanford, everything looks the same. I bet. Like, there's no... Once you see it, it looks like it's in a forest. But, like, if you remember where exactly you came from and everything, you'll, you'll get it. You'll understand it. Um... Cal is interesting because the tailgate scene is not tip is your typical tailgate scene. Like you're in Berkeley by the stadium, everyone's in the bar and stuff, and then you walk up a little bit, then you're at frat houses. Like you're by the frat houses and everything, and that's where everyone tailgates. So it's not like your normal tailgate at all. Um I can't think of anything. Arizona State. Arizona State's interesting. I think with ASU, like if you're a young party goer, you'll like ASU. <laughs> if you like heat, you'll like ASU. Yeah. Well, it depends when you go, though. Like if you went, if they played in, in, in September, yeah, I wouldn't go. I made that mistake once. But if it was, like, a game in, like, mid-late November, I think it's manageable because it cools down at that time, actually. It's actually a lot cooler at that time. Um, What about BYU? Would would you do the USC-BYU game in Provo? Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Just to experience BYU? I mean, I don't really care about BYU, but I think it'd yeah. be interesting. I feel like Provo would be a pretty a pretty spot. Provo sounds interesting from what I've heard. But I don't think people really stay in Provo. I think people just go stay in Salt Lake City and drive up to Provo. Mm. Though people, from what I've heard... People in Provo don't cuss. Well, Mormons probably yeah. don't cuss anywhere in Utah. They have it in and out by the stadium. I know that much. That's funny. <laughs> I know that much. Oh, leave it to me to fit to, to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It's not much. I wouldn't do Oregon because I've heard Oregon has a bad reputation with fans. 
I would, uh, yeah, I'd like to do Oregon actually, just because the atmosphere I, I think would be good, and I, I think Oregon's beautiful. I go, I go, but I don't know. Maybe I have to experience it myself. I wish I could have been in that 2011 game. The oh, the one, oh, that would have been a fun one to go to. I remember watching that game. I, I remember watching that game too. Am I the only one? Am I the only one who um who was just on pins and needles that whole game? Even when I we was had on that pins lead. and needles when we were going to kick the field goal at the end. Or they were going to kick the field goal at the end. I was on pins and needles the whole game. I think because <clears throat> with that lead, it was um, it, when they had the lead, that was that. But other than that, I think that'll be that's going to be all for us for the for today. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> you can follow me on Twitter at Matt A. Lowry. You can follow me at Always Compete. And you can follow us on uh, on Twitter on C Chronicles SBN. We have a lot of pictures. <clears throat> we have a lot of pictures from the USC baseball game at Dodger Stadium. Dina has again the video from the home run from the leadoff first pitch home run, actually, which got like seventy likes and. A boatload <laughs> of retweets and everything. So um, we we have a lot of pictures from that. So make sure you look at that. See how that day went. It was actually, again, a fun day. Um, a fun day. Also, just pictures of, of, of the day in itself. But um, be sure to check us out on, on um, Megaphone. And soon, iTunes again. As soon as we get that going, we'll be right back up. All the episodes will be on iTunes. And uh, until then, fight on, everyone. Fight on.